Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13. I changed the title on my media team at the last moment, so, but we'll definitely be in the same series. Our woman, the most uh, undervalued essential worker, we thank God for, for her and hers, amen? Yeah, because if it was not for you, come on somebody, if it was not for you, we wouldn't be here. Not only just naturally, but spiritually as well, because God trusted you so much to allow his own son. Come on, somebody. He, he, didn't, he, didn't use, he didn't use us. He used us to protect. He used Joseph to protect, but he didn't use Joseph uh, to provide the seed for Jesus. He provided his own. Amen. We thank God for Jesus, of course. Luke chapter 13, verse 11 through 17. I needed that hour because of me flying back early, laying the stuff, you know. I, I feel I'm on that old school preacher vibe right now, you know. It says, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Basically, her back was bent. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Oh, man, you got my mic sounding good. I know it sounds good, don't it? Man, you're doing a good job. It's a good job, whoever's that. And, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman being daughter being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Lord, help me. Help me bring a word. Help me right now in this moment. Bring a word what thou hast prepared. Bring a word to prepare a table for these individuals, even if they're in the presence of their enemies. We love you, God, for your power, your grace. We thank you, God, for your love. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, a posture of praise. A posture of praise. See, attitudes affect the way we live our lives. A good attitude can bring success. A poor attitude can bring destruction. An attitude results from perspective. I'm sure you understand what perspective is. Everyone seems to have a different, have different perspective, especially this time in this election. It comes from the way we look at life. And the way we look at life often determined by our history. See. The events of the past can cause us to have an outlook or perspective on life that is less than God's perspective. The teenage boy that was hurt by the love of his life may cope with his pain by not trusting women. This attitude of defensiveness may follow him well into his adult years. 
If we have protected ourselves a certain way in the past with some measure of success, then it is natural to continue that pattern throughout life. However, we must learn how to look past our painful perspective and change our attitudes. See, this woman was made completely healed by his touch. She couldn't help herself no matter how hard she tried, but Jesus unleashed her. He, left, he lifted her burdens and set her free. It is God's intention that uh, we be set free from all encumbrances in life because we are not as effective when we function while carrying heavy loads. Some of us are caught up in codependent relationships. Some of us have been in the same mess for so long that we don't even know we have a problem. Some of us have become so accustomed to having a problem that even when we get a chance to be delivered, we find it hard to let go. This is why I love Jesus. He took away the woman's excuse. He said, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. The moment he said that, it required something of her that she hadn't had to deal with before. For 18 years, she could excuse herself because she was handicapped. Come on, somebody. The, the moment he told her the problem was gone, she had no excuse. What has God released you from that you still keep trying to hold on to that excuse? Oh, before you get out of trouble, you need to be straightened out. You got to straighten out your attitude. Until your attitude is corrected, your trouble can't be corrected. Christ wants to separate you from the source of your bitterness until it no longer gives you the kind of attitude that makes you a carrier of pain. Your attitude affects your situation, your attitude, not other people's attitude about you. Your attitude will give you life or death. One of the greatest deliverances people can ever experience is deliverance from their own attitude. When God comes to heal, he wants to heal your emotions also. Sometimes all we pray about is our situation. We bring God our shopping list of desires. Fixing circumstances is not the answer. Healing attitudes set people free to receive wholeness. The woman who was crippled for 18 years was delivered from her infirmity. The Bible says she was made straight and glorified God. She got a new attitude. However, the enemy still tried to defeat her by using the people around her. Satan does not want you to find health and strength. He may send other circumstance, another circumstance that will pull you down the same way if you, if you do not change your attitude. Can I tell you for a minute? The devil is only over the decorations. Come on, somebody. He's the little G God of this world. The world, the world, uh, the word world comes from the Greek word cosmos, which, which comes from the word cosmetology, makeup. He, 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 he's over the props. He, he, he can make it look a certain way, but it's not really real. Come on, somebody. Those things that are unseen are more real than the things that are seen. Those things that are unseen, which is your faith and your hope and your love, uh, last longer than the circumstances. I'm tired of Christian folk talking about I'm doing good despite of my circumstances. You shouldn't be worried about your circumstances because you can speak those things and be not as though they were. Why are you under the circumstances? You are more than an overcomer. You're supposed to overcome the world, not be under it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you have to allow Jesus to touch your life in the areas you try to hide from everybody else. Oh, you know the secret sins we got? You have to let Jesus touch you by confessing your sins to him. The Bible said that when the Lord laid his hands on her, she was made straight. That's physical deliverance. Then her attitude changed. She entered into a posture of praise and thanksgiving and worship the Lord. 
This woman began to leap and rejoice and magnify God and shout the victory like anybody who has been delivered from, delivered from an 18-year-old infirmity should. While she was glorifying God over here, the enemy was stirring up strife over there. The high official was upset that she was healed on the Sabbath. See, see, you know the enemy will send some people around you that try to discredit how you get blessed or delivered because they are jealous, because they are walking in bondage, and they don't understand that if God, come on somebody, help you, he can help them too. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, can, can, I, can, I, can I ask you, uh, uh, I, I, don't let other folk talk you out of your blessing. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me, just, let me just get that back. You, you, you have to be like this woman and keep glorifying God. She didn't stop praising God to talk to her accusers. Some of us are, are, are lose our blessing because of our loose lips, trying to deal with the enemy instead of letting God do it. Stop always trying to address your enemy. You ain't got to answer every tweet. You ain't got to answer every Instagram, every Facebook, every text. Sometimes you got to just look at the text message and just let it. Do you know some of the greatest things you can do is just keep your mouth closed and just be quiet and allow people to talk all they want and you know sometimes your greatest answer is you just not saying anything it lets the enemy know I'm not worried about it I'm not even gonna let you get on my last nerve I realize the enemy always trying to bother me people text me why you ain't doing this and why you ain't doing that and why you ain't doing it I do what God told me to do you do what God told you to do and we'll be all right and the crazy thing about it is most of the time your haters ain't doing nowhere near as much as you're doing anyhow. But you dignify them with your answer when you get upset and you let them get under your skin. Uh, I, I hate when I let people get on my nerves. Do you know the enemy just wants to vex you the way he vexed Samson? Do you realize Samson never failed for Delilah until he, she vexed him to death? These people around her, she done got healed and they still talking. I don't know why she got healed on this Sabbath day. And what if she would have addressed them? What if she would have started talking back to them? What if she would have started paying them attention? Do you understand she would have lost her blessing? Because whatever you look at, uh, whatever you think on, that's what you are. If you think about you not being healed, you will lose your healing. Oh, you, you don't hear what I'm saying. You can let the enemy talk you out of your blessing if you keep listening. That's why when I tell folks stuff and they keep on telling me this and I say I want this certain way and they got to tell me what their opinion is, i like, shut up! Because your faith is not where mine is and I don't need your mouth to talk me out of mine. Well, I don't know if, if, if you can be able to do that. I, 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 well, don't worry about it. I, I, I don't know either, but I'm not going to let my mouth say it. I'm going to let God give me a good measure of blessing, press down, checking together, and running over. You see, 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 we say this all the time, but do we really believe that he wants to give us a good measure of blessing? Come on, somebody. Have you ever had an ice cream cone and they just put the ice cream cone on the top? He's like, hold on, Sister Negro, Sister Negro, Sister Caucasian, or Brother Caucasian, whoever you are. I don't care if you're red, blue, green, or yellow. I need you to press down that ice cream and get it up in the cone, and then I need you to put the scoop on the top. I don't want to have a cone, and it just ain't nothing in there. I want my blessing down 
down in the midst of the roots of my life. I need God to push that ice cream down in the midst of the cone of my life so I can be rooted. I don't need to be rich. I want to be wealthy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You got to learn how to get people to hand. She, apparently she had read Nehemiah. Remember when, remember when, when, when Sambalot, Tobias, and Geshem kept trying to come against uh, Nehemiah and wanted Nehemiah to come down and talk to them about some stuff. And Nehemiah said, you know what? Don't worry about that. Talk to the hand. I ain't got time to be coming down there to address you. I ain't got time to come down there to address you. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. See, when you've been through difficult times, you can't afford to play around with other folk moods because you don't need to be bipolar in your response. Yeah, you see, y'all don't hear me. Depression and defensiveness may make you vulnerable to the devil. This woman had to protect herself by entering into a defensive posture of praise. Uh, yeah, 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 didn't catch that. See, this was not just praise of thanksgiving, but a defensive posture of praise. See, some of y'all come here to praise to be happy. I come here to praise to be happy sometimes, but I mostly come here to praise to be getting ready for war for the rest of the week. Yeah, 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 y'all don't hear me. Yeah, 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 y'all don't hear me. That, 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 I don't play with praise and worship. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why sometimes when y'all see me, because now we got to walk from here to over there and walk from here, and I got to go over that side. And so a lot of times you see me with my headphones on because I got worship music because I don't need all the, all the little noise that may knock me off my rhythm. I got to have my headphones and make sure I got the worship going on all the way. So I walk down there, I take them off, and I, and I talk to you, and then I come back, but I got them on. It's not that I don't want to pay my armor bearers any attention. It's the problem that I want to be in my defensive posture of praise because I can't listen to your problems right now. I can't even listen to my own problems right now. Stop coming to bad paths. Uh, I got a problem today. Well, if you sit down and listen to the word of God, God will work out your problem. The problem is you keep trying to call Maxwell and not God. Yeah. You got to get to the point that you quit defending yourself or attacking others, you open up a door for the Lord to fight for you. Let him do it. The battle not yours, it's his. Come on, somebody. It's my job to sweep the flow. And every time I come in here, Brother Diedrich sweep the flow, and I still get a check, by all means, keep sweeping the flow. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing about it is we continue to try to do God's job. And if we do God's job... Yeah, 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 I don't hear what I'm saying. See, 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 when, when you're in trouble, God will reach into the mess and pull you out. However, you must be strong enough not to let people drag you back into it. Once God unleashes you, don't let anyone trap you into some religious fight. Keep praising him for this woman. The more they criticize her, the more she was justified because she just stood there and kept believing God. God is trying to get you to a place of faith. He's trying to deliver you from your attitude of negatives. But you can't be delivered from negatives if you keep hanging around negative folk. 
You have to protect your ear gate and your eye gate because if you don't protect your ear gate and your eye gate, it's going to affect your mouth gate and your mouth gate affects your heart gate. Come on, somebody. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks because you done took in all that trash from folk that ain't got no faith. You done took in all that garbage from folk that don't believe in you. You done took all that stuff from people telling you you ain't going to never be this, yet you keep on hanging around them just because you've been knowing them since 1999. It doesn't matter how long you've been knowing somebody. You got to learn how to walk away from certain relationships so you can protect your ear gate and your eye gate so your heart gate can be okay and your mouth gate will speak the abundance of life and not death because the power of life and death is in your tongue and your tongue only speaks what it hears. When you have had problems for many years, you tend to expect problems. That's why it says the destruction the poverty of a poor man is, is his destruction because you keep thinking about poverty. As a man or woman thinking, so is he or she. Whatever you keep dwelling on, that's what you're going to get. You keep talking about, man, this ain't going to go right. It ain't going to go right. You keep saying it because your mouth is powerful. Do you realize you're fearfully and wonderfully made? You're made in the image of God, and whatever God can speak with his mouth, you can do the same thing, the same way God spoke the world into existence. You can speak your own world into existence. Stop thinking it's a coincidence when you say somebody, I ain't talked to so-and-so in a long time, and all of a sudden they call you. It was not a coincidence. It was the power of your mouth. We already told you that you were a little G God. Jesus already told you that. I'm not going to go through and exegete the whole sermon again. Go get the tape. I forget which one it is. Go buy them. You'll figure it out. Can you? <laughs> let, me, let me just go back to this right quick. See, God healed the woman's emotions also because she kept praising him instead of paying attention to the religious folk. See, sometimes you got to ignore church folk too. Because some church folk, not kingdom folk. I'm going to leave that there. She could have easily fallen into negative thinking. Instead, she praised God. See, you got to learn how to worship God in spirit and in truth because when you begin to worship God, you can't have no negative feelings going on. You'll forget about all the negative stuff going on in your life. See, can you imagine what would have happened if she would have stopped glorifying God and started arguing? If an argument could have gotten through her doors, this whole scene would have ended in a fight. But she was thankful and determined to express her gratitude. See, the Lord wants to speak a word of faith to you. He wants to set you free from every power that has kept you in bondage. In order for that to be received in your spirit, you must allow him to come in and instill faith. The emotional walls that surround us have to come down. The church has become too narrow in its approach to attitude. We want to keep our attitudes to ourselves and simply take them to God, although we certainly should take them to him. We also need to bear one another's burdens. But, but find somebody that don't talk too much. That's this disclaimer. All right? Don't you bear your burdens to a gospel. Let them get delivered from that first, all right? Thousands walk in fear. The church can give strength to counter their fear. Thousands have built a wall around them because they don't trust anyone else. 
The church can help its members learn to trust one another. Thousands are codependent and get their value from a relationship with another person. The church can point to God's love as the source of self-worth. We are not valuable because we love God. We are valuable because he loves us. And that's the problem we have. We keep trying to think God loves us the way we love him or loves us the way we love ourselves. No, see, we, we schizophrenic in our love. Come on, somebody. We'll say we love you. Yeah, yeah, we love you forever. Yeah, but if you do this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got this. We got 100% disclaimer love. But God don't give you any disclaimers. He loves you no matter how many times you mess up. Jesus took away her ability to make excuses for herself and gave her the strength to maintain an attitude of gratitude and a posture of praise. The church today is to be the kind of safe haven that does the same thing. Those who are wounded should be able to come and find strength in our praise. Ooh, as I, every time I preach, something just talking to me right now. Gratitude and defense of praise are contagious. Is that why I look at this, 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 this coronavirus, this COVID-19? See, see, there's healing when you can worship. Come on, somebody. See, because so, when somebody else praising God, it's contagious. And, and, and come on, somebody. Well, at least we got drive in church. When one person blow the horn, somebody else get hyped. You understand? Because there's something when this one can set a thousand flight, two can set 10,000. And what the devil is not after, he's after our praise. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. COVID-19 is after our praise. Not saying, you got to learn how to praise by yourself. Can I tell you something? But if you learn how to praise by yourself, yourself in your own house in your own car when you come back to the game come on somebody the reason why Michael Jordan was so great he didn't just practice with the team he practiced by himself can I teach you can you learn how to worship God all by yourself in your own house in your own car on your own phone can you learn how to hold up holy hands no matter where you are my God if you can just practice Oh, my God, how much power he's after our praise. You got to keep having a posture of praise. See, once Jesus addressed the naysayers, the others who saw what he had done on the day he healed the infirm woman began to rejoice in verse 17. The church also must find room to join in praise when the broken are healed. Those who missed the great blessing that day were those who decided to argue about religion. The Bible describes heaven in Luke 15, 10 as a place where the angels rejoice over one sinner who comes into the faith. Likewise, God's people are to rejoice because the heartbroken or the brokenhearted, the emotionally wounded come to him. Christ unleashed power in the infirm woman that day. He healed her body and gave her the strength of character to keep an attitude of praise. You will receive the same power if you take your wounds to Jesus. The problem is you keep taking it to everybody else. Take it to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 29 says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not. No, to nullify the things that are, that no flesh should glorify in its presence. God doesn't seek to 
to manifest his glory and glorious works through those whom the world perceives as great and wonderful. He boldly declares without apology or apprehension that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. When people seek individuals to do great and monumental things, they look for those who have great education, wealth, prestige, and honor. We seek people of great nobility. God select those who are not so noble. He chooses those whom the world has rejected, those who have been ostracized and alienated by from family, friends, and peers, those who are constantly criticized. God takes them and infuses them with his power, revelation, and wisdom so that they can be wondrously educated in the things of God. This occurs so they can greatly change and affect the things of the world. God considers those who are of no account, those nobody expects to do anything, those whose family, friends, and relatives have thrown them away and given up on them. God takes those who are fearful and don't believe in themselves and make them men and women of valor. Why does God do this? Why does God choose the rejected and outcast? Because he will get all the glory and not man or woman that no flesh may glorify in his presence. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency, uh, excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You are an earthen vessel. He's saying, I put all this power in a bag of dirt. You ain't nothing but a bag of dirt. You ain't nothing but an earthen vessel. That's why when Gideon went to go fight, that, that he took the jaws of clay and broke them because it was a symbol of God breaking man and molding man into what he wanted him or her to be. And when they broke the jaws, it released the power of the Holy Spirit. And every now and then, God got to break you every now and then. Sometimes you whining and you talking to Satan. Satan not even the one that's bothering you right now. It's God contouring you because he has you on the potter's wheel. See, you know, the potter's wheel is it, it, soft and they, it, the, the, they, 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 they control somebody with the foot and it spins and, and, they, and they shape the potter in, the potter in. And every now and then a rock or something may be in it and they got to get a debris and they got to reshape it all over again. Come on, somebody. And that's how your body is and that's how your spirit is. And sometimes when God is shaping you, you think you're getting attacked by Satan, but it's God pulling the chafe out of you to make you better. It's God pruning your life and getting you ready for the next level that he want to take you to. You better understand this. Every time you get gut punched, it is not Satan. Sometimes it's God himself. God says, I bring you out. Your critics will know it was me. I'm going to wait until you fail. I'm going to wait until you lose confidence in yourself, your education, your job, your influential title, your resumes, your friends, your family, your doctrines, your creed, and whatever else your faith may be in. When you have lost hope in everything earthly, feel totally worthless and are incomplete, I incomplete this man, then I'm going to stretch forth my right hand. I'm going to pick you up and stretch forth my right hand and take you out of the miry clay. I'm going to place you on the rock to stay. When nobody else will pray me. Praise will continually be in your mouth because you're going to know it was my right hand and my holy arm that brought you to victory. You know why you're going through hell right now, sister girl? Because God want to make sure you know it ain't your husband. It ain't your, it ain't your mama. It ain't your cousin. It ain't your job. It ain't even your church. It ain't your pastor. It ain't your deacon. It's only him that brought you out of this hell that you're going through right now. That's why he let you go through it. Oh, It was I who brought you out. It was I 
who gave you the breakthrough and not yourself. That's what God's trying to take. Do you still wonder why you have to go through all the pain and hell you've been experiencing since getting serious with God and vowing to obey him? No matter what the cost, the reason you will no longer place confidence in the flesh, for it is God who works in you to do his good will and pleasure. But in all things, we must give him the praise, not man, that no flesh should glory in his presence. See, as close as I close, I have to specifically talk about the woman's condition, you know, because Luke is a physician, and so he'd probably be upset if I didn't justify what she was going through medically. The text states that she had a curvature of the spine. This sounds like some form of arthritis where the joints of the spine fuse together. Luke, the physician, gives the medical description of his day for the disease. She had been deformed for 18 years. Two facts to be noted. One, she had been afflicted with a spirit of infirmity. Jesus said that the spirit was an evil spirit of infirmity. She was a daughter whom Satan had bound. In verse 16, thus the woman needed spiritual healing as well as physical healing. See, see, sometimes we just think we need a physical healing, but sometimes it's spiritual and physical, even though it manifests in the physical. Because, you know, the devil can uh, 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 use demons to, 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 to infiltrate or possess people. Now, it can't possess a Christian, but they can oppress you. They can't get in you because the Holy Spirit is there, but they can't oppress you and get on you. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about that later. Two, she was in worship despite her deformity. And no, her deformity was severe. She was all bent over and unable to rise up. The pain was sometimes severe. Yet her habit was to attend worship and to seek the favor and help of God upon her life. See, the woman's faithfulness in the worship of God despite deformity and pain attracted Jesus. He knew both her condition with all its pain and inconvenience and the great sacrifice she made to worship God. He was moved with compassion. No, she did not have to call to him for help. Jesus called her. Now, I'm not saying don't call on Jesus, but but because she had been faithful, he, he called on her. This woman for 18 years was bent over backwards, which means she saw everything and everybody backwards and upside down. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I, wish, I wish I knew yoga. I'd bend over and show you. So she was looking. So she was so bent over that she was looking behind her the whole time. And so, so she saw everything backwards and upside down. Ooh. So, so, so. But, but, but some of us might not be bent over backwards and upside down in the natural, but some of us see everything backwards and upside down in the spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. See, this, see that's why sometimes I hate working around natural-minded people when I come to church because they understand, yes, I got to do stuff a certain way when I deal with Maxwell Realty, but it's another way when I deal with the spirit because sometimes God will tell me to calculate the cost, but then sometimes God will say, go buy the building, and I'll bring the money for you. Come on, somebody. God said, go get the building next door. We went to go get the building next door. We had to put $100,000 down, but God said, go 
anyway. Come on, somebody. Trustees found some more money in the bank account, in the, in the PayPal. Then God also took the, 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 the down payment down from 140000 Come on, somebody. Because God said, if you walk at it, I'll go make it for you. You got to stop looking at everything upside down and in the natural because the spirit of God works the way God wants to work and not the way you work. Stop trying to use your feeble mind to compare what God has told you to do. Stop trying to figure out what God is trying to tell you to do and just do what he said do. He said, my ways are not your way. It didn't make sense for Moses to split the Red Sea and they walked over it and all he had was a staff. And it sure didn't make sense for Joshua not to have a staff at all and just step in the water because God didn't want to do it the same way. He wanted him to hear his voice. Wanted him to hear his voice. She saw everything upside down because of the posture she was in. Can I talk to some people that got their posture messed up because they got a pink slip? Because COVID-19 came close to the house. Or maybe they got a summons for divorce. May have gotten passed over for a promotion. And now you're looking at everything backwards and upside down. And don't realize that God is the author and finisher of your faith. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, uh, See, the problem is you think a weapon wasn't going to be formed. God never said the weapon would not be formed. He said a weapon would be formed, but it would not prosper. Some of you looking at upside down because your faith has been turned up and messed up because the devil keeps attacking you and you keep looking at the circumstances. Peter, stop looking at the ways and look at Jesus. Peter, stop looking at your pink slip and look at Jesus. Peter, stop looking at the disease and look at Jesus. Peter, stop looking at racism and look at Jesus. Peter, stop looking at sexism and look at Jesus. Peter, stop looking at your bank account and looking at God will provide for you a good measure of blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Peter, stop looking at the ways of life. Your posture is messed up. Oh. See, put on a posture of praise. See, God will give you a garment of praise for your heaviness. How many people in here right now or out there understand that God is the author and finisher of your faith? See, if you maintain your posture of praise, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. What's going on in your life that binds you to all things God has done for you? Not binds you, blinds you. The problem with some of us is we feel like victims is that we focus too much on the people, what people are saying. When you begin to focus too much on the horizontal more than the vertical, it will cause you to see only the negative. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Maybe someone out there is depressed and you feel like a victim and don't know how you are going to make it. Maybe you are having financial problems or marriage problems or problems on the job. Either way it goes, you have to remember the songwriter said, your good days outweigh your bad days and ain't no reason to complain but if that one doesn't work for you and make you feel like the victorious woman of valor or man of valor let's go a little further back when upon life billows come on somebody you are tempting toss when you are discouraged thinking all is lost count your many blessings name them one by one and you'll surprise you what the Lord has done count your many blessings name them one by one and see what God has done. 
Can I give you a woman version? Since we're in the midst of a woman series, there was a time when you were in slavery, being used by the master as a sex object, but God brought you out. There was a time when you were subservient to man and had no rights, couldn't even vote, but God stepped in. There was a time. Hey! God is about to take you from one level to the next level. Stop bending over with your faith. Stop bending over. See, 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 her posture to me is showing us that although she was bent over and looking at you backwards, she never lost her posture I praise, even though COVID-19 was going on, she drove up in her car and gave a sacrifice of praise. If she had a pre-existing condition, she stayed in the house, put her iPhone on, and sat down, not just laying in the bed. Some of y'all got on hair rollers, and I'm fine with the hair rollers, but some of y'all just laying in bed looking at the preacher. I need you to get up and sit down or stand up and give God some attention. Stop giving him half your praise. Get out that bed and say, Lord, if it had not been for you on my side, where would I be? Well, where would I be? Get your posture praise right. Get your defensive praise right. Praise him. My pastor wrote a book back in the day of the late Dr. George O. Michaela, Praise the Hell Out of Yourself. Praise the hell out of yourself. Praise the hell out of your own self. David didn't care if you praised him or get, David didn't care if you, if you, if you shot up at him. David said, I praise the hell out of my own self. When that slippery serpent come in your house, praise the hell out of your own self. Lay hands on your own self and cast them demons out. You have the authority of Jesus' name. He said his name is above anything you can name, not just your name and my name. His name is above anything you can name. Homosexuality. Is that a name? Jesus. Lying. Isn't that a name? Jesus. Poverty. Isn't that a name? Jesus. Infirmity. Isn't that a name? Jesus. Sickness. Is that a name? Jesus. Racism. Is that a name? Jesus. Police brutality. Is that a name? Jesus. Lack of civil rights. Is that a name? Jesus. Whatever is going on in your life, if you got a name for it, just say Jesus. If you don't know El Shaddai, El Yon, Elohim, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Jekidnu. If you don't know El Elyon, just say Jesus. His name is above anything I can name. He is the fullness of the God and bodily. If I don't know Shalom, it's my peace. Jesus. And if I don't know Nisi, 
salvation is my victory. Jesus, if I don't know Rafa, is my healer. Jesus, El Shaddai, above every other God, all I got to know is Jesus. Pastor, I don't need to know the Hebrew names. I don't need to know the Greek names. I don't need to know the Swahili name. I don't need to know the Jewish name. All I got to know is Jesus died for me. So I won't have to die myself. Let me tell you how gangster Jesus is. Jesus put death to death. You so bad, you killed death. What, 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 what Suge Knight got on this? What Death Row got on this? Ain't nobody gangster Jesus. Jesus put death to sleep. It don't even make sense. Jesus killed death. But death already dead. That's why I don't care when people attack my reputation. Every now and again, I got mad. I vent the folk. Now, nah, these people get on my nerve. But most of the time, I don't say nothing. Because my reputation don't mean nothing to me. Because I already know, no matter what you kill, you can't kill me. I know Denzel said it in training day. You can't kill me. They did, though. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is, you can't kill no Christian. Because even if you shoot me and I die here, I'm living somewhere else. You understand what I'm saying? If Jesus conquered death, what you worrying about gas prices for? If Jesus conquered death, why are you worrying about losing your job? If he killed death, he can kill your debt. If he killed death, he can kill your cancer. If he killed death, he could kill your COVID-19. Can I talk to somebody? Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants to deliver you. But you got to give it to him. This woman, even though she couldn't walk straight, even though she was, her back was so curved, she was looking backwards. You know how some people walk like this? No, she was all the way. Back was so curved, she looking backwards. See everything backwards and upside down. But that was in the natural in her posture. But she never, but she didn't see everything backwards and upside down with her faith. Kept being faithful and going to church. I'm not saying you got to drive up to the church. I'm not saying you even got to come to drive in church. I'm not saying you got to come to Newbies Grove, but watch online, do something. Have some type of faith and forsake not this soon of yourselves together. She was faithful even in the midst of her problems. Even in the midst of her shortcomings. She still came to Jesus. Even though they laughed at her. Even though they told her, don't come inside. Hallelujah. 